Good day to all our listeners, to all of our audience. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International. And again, it is my great delight to share with you from the Word of God today, and I trust that it will encourage you and teach you of the power of the Word of God that we have availed to us. We shall today continue with our series of teachings that we have called There's Only One. And today we're going to teach on there's only one thing that causes strife and or contention in our lives. I love that scripture sometimes makes things, while scripture is most profound, rather simple. The Word of God often is a one-point solution for most every matter in our lives. And so in our world today, and in the context of many individuals, marriages, businesses, uh, church life, and the list can go on and on. We have a lot of strife and a lot of contention. And when we get to learn what is the root of that strife or that contention, if we can nip it at the root, we can stop its fruit. And so what is that one thing that the Bible teaches is resultant of or causes strife and or contention. Well, we know the book of Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom. And I would encourage that that is a book that we spend a lot of time in. It has profound wisdom written by Solomon, the very wise man that Scripture refers to. And so in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, Solomon now has lived a life has been exposed to much, has seen much, has experienced much, has even enjoyed much, but has also lost much in many contexts. And so now he's beginning to talk great words of wisdom that he learned as he journeyed his life. And he says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, he says, Only by, and that's written in the absolute singular tense, uh, tense in other words, to the exception of nothing else, and to the inclusion of nothing else. This is the singular and only reason for. So he says, only by pride comes contention and or strife. That's the only reason. So in any conflict situation, in any context where there is strife or contention, the reason for that is pride. So if that's the reason, then we do well to get to grips with and understand, well, what is pride? Well, Scripture teaches that there are two primary things that reference or relate to or conclude what the word pride means. Firstly, pride is, it's all about me, myself, and I. And if it doesn't meet me and my needs, if I don't agree with it, if it's not consistent with my mindset, doesn't line up to my thought processes or my decisions, the minute it's at that, if you are in conflict or in contrast of that, I'm going to hold my ground and hold my view and I will not open an ear to hear yours. Of course, can you imagine a marriage where two persons function like that? Sad to say, the outcome of that marriage is going to be failure, hurt, and prospectively, even divorce. 
The second thing about pride that the scripture teaches of is that pride is the contrast or the opposite of humility. Well, what's humility? Humility is one who will embrace the word of God in any and every context of life. Friends, that we live a life of humility where the word of God is our final authority, persuasion and influence in any decision, context or function of life. Of course, we need to know that the Word of God is only and ever good for us. It's not a dictatorial word that we're exposed to. It's a word that's rendered to us in love, that considers our best interest and the best way to do things to get the best results that are representative of success and an abundant life. So humility should be easy for us to embrace. But many don't embrace humility because we think that God's dictatorial and harsh and He wants His way. Well, God is not a God of pride. He's a God of love. And so humility is, it's all about me, myself, and I. I'm the center of my universe, and the universe spins around me. When that's my mindset, I'm in pride, and I'm going to have conflict and contention with mankind around every corner, most likely with every person prospectively that crosses or traverses the path of my life. So pride actually, when you bring it down to reduce conclusion, pride actually is functioning in lust. Lust is about me and meeting my needs. I'm blinded to yours and it's all about me. So how do we deal with pride? How do we deal with pride that it, it, it no longer exists in our lives? Well, the antidote or that that deals with the matter at hand called pride or lust or me, myself and I is to function in love. The Bible says in John 3 verse 16, For God so loved that He gave. When Jesus went to the cross, His preoccupied, singular focused thought was me and you. It was all about ourselves and not about Himself. Jesus Christ never at any stage of His walk on this earth, to the cross, post the cross, and after His ascension in the New Testament understanding that we live in, never once has or had a selfish thought that he took a hold of. His whole life was, how do I serve you and bless you? In fact, Scripture says that Jesus Christ didn't come to be served, because that's selfish. He came to serve that selfless, and that is the epitome of love. When love abounds, one serves and gives to another. And when we live to give, pride has to die. Because selfness overcomes, smothers or drowns out pride. And so contention or strife begins to and ultimately has to fall away incrementally to the point that it's close to, if not non-existent. Because how can I get into strife when my every preoccupied thought and action is to be a blessing to you, to give to you? Marriage built that way. A husband exists to give and bless his wife. A wife exists to give and bless her husband. In the business world, when I'm employed, as an employer, I exist to benefit and to give to you. It's not about me. It's not about me taking for myself. It's about being a blessing and giving to you to make you successful. When that's my mindset, conflict and strife has to die. Even when we look in marriage, it talks about us as husbands, as the heads of our home, but when we go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives. Not lust your wives. Husbands, love your wives. 
just as Christ also loved the church who gave himself up for the church. In other words, he considered the church. We as husbands, when we give ourselves up, when we consider the benefit of our wives, how can we serve them? How can we better them, encourage them, strengthen them, give to them? We're functioning in love. And when we're functioning in love, we will find strife and contention is going to fall away rapidly because selflessness reigns and not selfishness. So lust is to be selfish. Love is to be selfless, to give and consider to the benefit and the blessing of others. So this is Abraham Foss signing off for today and encouraging us to deal with pride, which brings contention and strife, by embracing and introducing its antidote, which is love, to consider the betterment of others. Love gives. It has no desire to take. Love doesn't have an entitlement mindset. It has a giving mindset. And watch as rapidly contention and strife falls away. So may I encourage you, look us up on our website www.foryourgood.net Send us an email, info at foryourgood.net or inquiries at foryourgood.net We look forward to hearing from you, chatting with you. Avail yourself to our free resources on our social platforms. Go to our websites and download and enjoy being exposed to the Word of God. It will transform your life. That's its intention. That's its modus operandi is to change and transform our lives. So we can live in the abundant life that God desires for us. So God bless. As I, Abraham Foss say, farewell and enjoy a blessed week.